for joints and stuff just don't work sometimes like they're supposed to. <laughs> I was doing something the other day, and I was like, I was on the back of the truck, and I jumped off, and I was like, oh, man, my mind was like, you used to be 25. You know, my body was like, oh, watch out, be careful. <laughs> watch out. But I'm still young, amen? Um, anyways, I, uh, I am excited about today. We really got the opportunity, and I'm really excited about this. How many of you know we've sent some people to Mexico? How many of you know we've sent to India? Say India. Susan and, and Erica, and they went to India. Uh, Danny went to Argentina, and recently Bobby's just got back from Brazil. So I'm going to have Bobby come on up and share. Let's give the Lord a great big praise for Bobby as he comes and shares about his, his trip to Brazil. And we went to Brazil with you, brother. We were, we were with you. I'm going to turn it over to you. Hey Amen. I want to talk to you about this ministry real quick. And what this means right here, this progressero, this means always progressing. Always progressing. And Brazil is, is progressing. I heard just this morning that they're going to be doing some windmills down in Brazil. Richard just told me that. So that's, that's, a, that's a blessing right there. I want to talk to you about this ministry that, that I'm a part of, um, Righteous Generation. Um, they, it started in 2003, and it started, and it all started from a worship conference. And it was like a five-day thing where you know, 13 people got together. They 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 practiced their songs, they practiced their Portuguese, and they went down there and they they did a worship conference. Well, our God is bigger than that, you know. You have to have a starting point, right? Got to have a got to have a dream. Got to have a starting point. Well, I want to tell you, there's five ministries that are happening now out of just that little worship conference. Now we, we worship to the masses. We have a worship team that goes, and, and we worship. And then we have pastors that come out, and they preach to the masses. They give God's word. And then we have teachers that, that, that are anointed teachers that teach the kids and that teach the leaders and teaches the people in, in, in the churches and in the town. And then even in the, in the police station, we have people that go into the police force now and, and they get to teach the policemen about how to be a Christian person and how to be a, how to be a cop too. Because a lot of people down there, they don't think they can mix the two, you know, because of Catholics down there. Um, we also have evangelists that go, uh, we have street ministry. We, have, we go in the public schools and we also go into the police department or prisons. And we have an, an apostle, an apostleship. That's five ministries right there, people. In, in the Bible, it talks about the five ministries being fivefold. And, and they will all, and when they're all operating, you will see healings and you will see God's glory and you will see a lot of stuff happening as them five are working together. And, you know, that's where our church is coming into. You know, this church right here is coming into that. We have an apostle right here, and, you know, he oversees all the leadership that's going on in this church. But that's five ministries that, that, that opened up out of just a, a little worship service. You know, they didn't think all this was going to happen in 2003. And now look at it, 2012, we, we were reaching people in the streets, going into public schools. We, we got an orphanage over there, you know, that, that the apostles oversee. Uh, they have a school of ministry over there. They they opened up a school where, where people come in and we teach them. You know, we have teachers down there. See, this has all been growing, growing. And, and the, the Americans started it, but we've raised leaders up, and now the Brazilians are doing it, you know. Um, 
Raising leaders, that's what it's all about, raising leaders, you know. Raising a copy of you, you know. And it all started, remember, just from a little worship conference, just from a person having a dream. Show that video, Marty. I'm going to start off with showing you all a video. Part of our, our, our ministry right here. Drama. And the song's called Breaking These Chains. It's in Portuguese, and it's by Casting Crown. Talking about Set set You Free. I think it's called Set You Free. And signs are in Portuguese, but one says drugs, one says abuse. Another one says retardation. Another one says alcohol. And this... Christian guys coming up there and we're putting these sins or this guy's coming up there we're putting these sins on him you know how, how the devil works that guy in the back's like Satan he's directing everything directing his demons to, to really bound us kind of glitchy but you can understand it been like me, you've been there before. said the demons were even bowed down.
you know, I got a mohawk before I went over there, you know, and I thought that was so silly, you know. Why, God, why have a mohawk? You can go ahead and start them pictures, Marty. And and it's so funny because uh, God knows what he's doing. But what it did, it really opened up uh, an opportunity. Everybody, when I was going down there, there's a school right there we went into. and There's some kids, and there were mohawks. And there, there I am preaching, giving a little testimony. And, uh, well, anyway, there's a famous soccer player down in Brazil that's got a mohawk. And his name's Neymar. And everybody was calling me Neymar, Neymar, Neymar. And I'm like, why are they calling me Neymar? You know, when I first got there, and they're like, oh, but your hair's more beautiful than Neymar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my hair, who is this Neymar guy? So I had to search and find out who he was, and I found out that he was a famous soccer player. And see that, how God connected, you know, with the kids there. You know, just the Mohawk thing. It's just, you know, a funny little thing like, why are you getting a Mohawk, Bobby? I don't know. God told me. All right? God tells me to do something, I do it. And, and he, he, he knew what he was doing. You know, but it opened up a lot. We're, we're here at this school. It's a junior high school. There are about 300 kids in there. We did our drama. We sang. You can keep on going. Uh, there I am on the bus with the, one of the children from the children's home. We went on a, a little family outing. And there's Flavio. He's, he's a leader down there. He's got a bow constrictor in his hand. We come walking up, and he has a snake. There's me and Lorenzo. Lorenzo's a gifted 16-year-old. He's going to be a, 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 a worship king. He's going he's gonna to have music out there, folks. He's, he's talented. Uh, there's that little monkey, man. This little monkey escaped while we were there, and they were running around. We were trying to chase after it, and, and the guy that owns the place, he was yelling at us in Portuguese, and we don't know what he's saying because we're Americans. We thought he was hungry because he went over there to get some food, but... <laughs> Actually, if we really got close to him, he would have bit us. So we all had to get away from him and, and go eat while they caught this monkey. Well, as they're catching this monkey, he bites the, bites the pet owner, you know, and they had to rush him to the hospital. So thank God none of us got hurt. There, there's uh, us eating at this place. We, we did a family outing with the kids from the orphanage. We, we took them out here and we took them fishing. They got some paddle boats there as we go through this. There I am on a hammock. While they're fishing, I'm, I'm relaxing. They got my Guadana right there. See that green bottle? That's Guadana. That's, that's the drink of Brazil. It's a stimulant, I guess. That's what I heard this morning. It, it, it uh, gives you energy, and I guarantee you it will. There's Pastor Jim. He come here. Remember Pastor Jim? He, he came. He's a leader over Righteous Generation with his um, child Milton, right there on paddleboat. There's the only fish they caught. I don't know if y'all can see it, but I tell you what, that's the biggest fish that that boy. You know, that's his first fish he ever caught. And you know, your first fish, boy, he wanted to keep it and everything. We're like, no, he can't keep it. But uh, the kids made us some pictures and drew some pictures, and um, that was my kid. He gave that to me. His name's uh, uh, Victor. V-I-T-O-R, but I call him Victor, but it's Vitor. It's just right there. They're, they're giving us testimonies at the time saying, this is like towards the last of the missionary trip. Here we are at another school. It's a, a Christian school. We, what we do, we, we set up shop. We do drama. Uh, we we inter, 
interact with the kids. We get them pumped up. We have worship music. We share the Word of God. And then we take them out into visual classes and we, we teach them. I'm, I'm right there doing copycat with them. Some of them aren't copycatting very good. But but I got to get them pumped up. That made me tired right there. Because I had to do stuff quick, copycat and all kinds of stuff. But I don't know, man. God just tells you to go somewhere. There I am beatboxing, you know. When, when, when you go something, man, all the giftings come out in you, you know. Like, like when you grew up, you know, beatboxing in the bedroom, you know, you know, or in the bathroom. I don't know where y'all beatbox. But anyway. But I had to do some beatboxing there. Okay, these girls here, this was when we were leaving. And all these girls come out of the school. Go to the next slideshow. And right here, we're on this bus, right? And there's this curtain right here, me and Lorenzo. Lorenzo would peek over, and the girls would go crazy. Ah, because they didn't want us to leave, and they, tr they treat us like rock stars. or You know, it's just, it's just crazy like that. But, but it was awesome. So I would peek out, and they would scream. And then I'd go back, and I'd say, Lorenzo, your turn. He'd peek out, and then they'd scream. It's kind of funny. I was like, no autographs. Uh, we were praying. They're praying for me right there. Uh, that's the children's ministry team. Um, they're just, that's that drama we did. I put that picture in there just to show you uh, how much we put ourselves into it. That's me flying through there. That's some food they feed us. This is, they feed you before service and they feed you after service. I tell you what, they know how to feed. They know how to, you know, how, you, you will not go hungry over there. Um, there's a church we were at. This church start. This is the church in a in a very bad spot. They're in a drug cartel place. This is the church I was telling you about. I don't know if I, maybe I did. Well, this church was getting all their stuff stolen from them. Did I tell you all that? And and the pastor went to the drug cartel and told him he wanted his stuff back. He got tired of them stealing their stuff. So the drug lord went and found his stuff and had it back at the church. And now the drug lord. <laughs> The drug lord protects this church because he knows how good this church is doing for the community. But right outside these doors, they would not let us go because they gated in. There was lepers and there's drug people. I mean, there was a lot of activity going on outside. Here's a chill. Right, they're worshiping over there. We're worshiping over here with the kids. There's some more kids. They're making crafts. Because we, we always have a craft for them to make so they can take something home, tell their family, and then, and then the next night they'll have other kids there. Right here is at the children's home. That was a swimming pool they had, and we had to dig it out. And uh, over there they don't have machinery like we do real easily, you know, no skid loaders or anything, just to come in there or a little backhoe. We actually dug this thing out, and now we're picking it up out of there. There I am back in the back raising my arm for victory because they said it couldn't be done, but us Americans said it can be done. You know, and we got her out of there. And now the fun part started. We had to, okay, that was in the kitchen. We, we redid, like I told you, we were doing some construction work down there. Well, they had an old room, and we made this room into their kitchen. That's the old ceiling, and that's the ceiling work we were doing. Me and Joe, and we put cabinets. We built cabinets in there. So the, the kids were having their clothes all over this house. They were having it in other rooms, and they had to go places to go get it. Well, we built these 
closets for them and, and cabinets, and now they're able to have all their clothes in one spot. And see this sand right here, uh, Bernita? Like you say, you were shoveling sand? Well, see, we, we had our sand outside the building and had wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrowing it in, dumping it in there, and, and it was about five yards of dirt we had to wheelbarrow in. If you know how many, five yards, that's one dump truck load. Huh? That's three yards? Oh, you moved three yards? Well, we moved, oh, you did three dump trucks. Well, this is the part of the kitchen right here. This, this is that room I told you all about. We moved their refrigerator and their, they got a stove in there. They got a new sink in there. That's, that's part of y'all's money right there. Part of y'all's money. That's that finished ceiling. Uh, there's some bunk beds that, that they got in new linen on there, new sheets, because we, we took new sheets to them. We took all kinds of new towels to them. They got new towels. Out here, we made the uh, playground bigger. They had two coconut trees out there, and we cut these coconut trees down so they had a bigger play area so they wouldn't hit these trees. Um, right here, we're, it's uh, Christmas night right there. We're bringing in Christmas presents. And this is a big night for them. This, this is when they really get blessed, and we get to cry with them and see their smiles and and the kids up there, they, they all got up there and they told us something about how glad they, that we get to come and they look forward to it. And you know what? They didn't even sleep like a night before we, we came. They stayed up all night, you know, just waiting. And then after they got all their gifts, they stayed up all night looking at their gifts, trying on their clothes and playing. That's uh, me and Andy Brooks with Vitor. They, they assigned two, two people with a kid. We presented him with presents. There's some shorts and stuff we got him. Got him two pairs of shoes, some shirts. Got some four-wheel drive trucks. They got pencils, paper. They, they, they got it all. I mean, they, they're not without anymore. And wait, when I seen them in 2004, they did not have nothing. You know, they, they didn't even have shoes on their feet. They, they didn't even have parents. Now they have parents. You know, it's awesome. Par parents actually live there. You know, they live there helping these kids. You know, these kids have a future now. You know, and, and it's it's something that that that's awesome to see because there's going to be preachers and pastors and evangelists and world leaders coming out of that bunch, out of that little orphanage right there, that little children's home right there is going to be. They're going to be changing their city. You know. Just because of the love of Christ that's on us that, that we show them. That's the whole team with everybody. I don't know if you can see me back there, but I see a mohawk. Back there by the tree. <laughs> right here is the street ministry. We're, we're starting our street ministry. This is the first time street ministry ever happened in this town. And I think it's the first time they, the Brazilians have ever seen it like this. Keep going. We went up to this one spot, and they told us we couldn't do it up there, so we're walking back down. And I'm glad we didn't do it up there at that one spot because there wasn't no people up there. Everybody was down at the town square, and you'll see as pictures go. Go ahead, Marty. Oh, that there's a pig's head. 
Yeah, on the side of the road, just on the road while you're walking. It's like right there. It'd be like if you walked outside, there'd be a pig head right there. I mean, that's how it is. They they clean stuff and they just throw it out, and the birds or dogs eat it. Right there on the street, dogs got to eat. Birds got to eat too. We say, oh, that's gross. Oh, get, get that off of there. But, you know, Brazilians just, oh, oh, well. You can go ahead, Marty. Oh, right there's a bar. Right, right, okay, right where the street ministry is. Now picture this. Say this is the town square. There's a circle right here. And over here is all the bars. And over here is like shopping areas. And that's one of the bars. So we set up shop right in front of these bars. <laughs> Go ahead, Marty. This is the start of the street ministry. Go ahead, next side. See, see, there's not many people there. This is what right when we started, and people started showing up. They started coming out of them stores, coming out of the bars, and just walking over there. And right where we set up, you had to drive in a circle. We were in this circle protected area. I don't know what you call What do you call them? Roundabout? What do they call Roundabouts. Yeah, we were in one of those things. And uh, people started coming up. And we did our drama there. We did our drama there three times, and it was like 86 degrees out, and we had that black on. I know you think, oh, 86 ain't that hot. It's, it's pretty hot down there, 86 degrees. That means, I think that means mental retardation or something. Go ahead, Marty. Right here, we did our drama, showed the, you know, these people. Now, these are unchurched people. Some of them are church people, but a lot of them were unchurched. And then we handed out tracts. We handed out over 2,000 tracts. And uh, that we invited them to come to church. If they would bring that tract, they could get in church for free because they were charging for the conference. Well, they were charging for the conference, and they brought that tract, they'd get in free. And after we did our drama, I gave my little testimony about how God saved me from crack and from drugs and alcohol, from all kinds of things. And these people are probably sitting there like, what did that white boy say? <laughs> no, they were really listening <laughs> and paying attention. No, they're, they're, that's a bus we traveled on. Let me tell you a little something about this bus. Before we got this bus, the bus, the week before we got it, was carrying a, a, a famous band in Brazil, you know, and, and wherever that bus would go, people would, like, paparazzi it, you know, and, and so we got the bus right after they got it, and they just toured where we were going, where, where we were fixing to go, so every time we'd pull up, people would be like, who's on this bus, Ooh, weren't they just here? So God gave us favor that way. And you know what? Last year we had a smaller bus, and it was more, I don't know, cramped. And this one here had a lot of room. God really blessed us on this trip with this bus. Um, there's some food that they prepare. I know it's almost lunchtime, but that's how they cook their meat. They, they don't cook it on no pan. They don't cook it in no They cook it in an open fire. Right behind him is an open fire. Then you just choose what meat you want. You have to say like goat or because they serve goats. How many people's eating goat? Pretty good, isn't it? I like goat. 
And chicken's heart. How many people ate chicken heart? Chicken heart's good. It's better than the gizzard. You can go ahead, Marty. Here's a little bit of landscaping as we're driving. Show you kind of what Brazil looks like. We're in the flatlands right now. We're not in the mountain areas. I even we I even did drama. There's me back there. I think I think I'm King Hezekiah's guard or something like that. You just think you're just gonna go down there and pray for people, you know? You're just gonna go down there and you just don't know what's gonna happen. Then all of a sudden they's like, "You're gonna be in drama. You're gonna be in street ministry. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that." And you're like, "What? What did I sign up for?" No. But I tell you what, you know, you think you go down there with some expectations of your own, you know, of like what you want to do. But God turns, you know, God's like, no, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want to use you here. I want to use you there. I mean, your, your giftings really come out. You really got to be ready. You got to be ready. In season, out season. That's the whole team together at a, at a church. One of the churches. Um, go ahead, Marty. Uh, just praying before children's ministry started. That's our whole team right there at a, at that conference church that we go to. We do our, our, I think it's an anniversary church. Where we started, started everything. There's a lot of gifted people. Only one person's not in there because he left there. Yeah, I just want to thank y'all who support me on this trip. Whether with money or prayers, you are a blessing. What you sow, you shall reap in a time of harvest. I want to share something else with you. Pastor Eric preached on this, traveling as God's anointed messenger. Can you preach on that? Yeah. Well, I want to tell you all something. Every one of you in here is anointed to do something. Whether you know it or not, you're anointed to do something. Whether it's to go to Brazil, whether it's to go to the schools, whether it's to go to your business, wherever it is, you've got a message inside you that needs to be brought out. And that's your testimony. That's your living testimony that you've been walking. You know, Paul... Paul was called to go somewhere one time in Acts 27. And he had different things come up against him. In Acts 27, 9 through 12. I don't know if Pastor Eric preached on this or if I got it or I preached on it before or what. But I just wanted to go over it real quick. Acts 27, 9 through 12. As much time has been lost... And settling had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and cargo, and to our own lives also. But the satyrian, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot, of the owner of the ship, since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in. The majority decided that we should sail on. Hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there, there was a harbor and creek facing both southwest and northwest. 
Well, as we travel as God's anointed messengers, there's a lot of storms or there's a lot of things that happen. You know, when we first got to, to the airport, um, there was a lady that lost her luggage in, in, in L.A., and this luggage needed to be in Brazil. You know, and, and the, see, things can happen to you as you're traveling as God's anointed messenger, you know. Don't, don't, don't let that distract you because this could have distracted this lady you know because she was so sad that, that her stuff got lost and, and that was kind of storm um, like in 13 acts 13 when a gentle south wind began to blow they thought they had obtained what they wanted so they weighed anchored and settled along the shore creek before very long a wind of a hurricane force called the northeaster swept down the island the ship was caught by the storm it could not head into the wind so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Kadol, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had hoisted her board, they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together, fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Citrus. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. We finally gave up on all hope of being saved. Why I'm telling you all this? Because before we went on this trip, a lot of people were getting attacked. I got my ribs broken again. I don't know if y'all knew that. My ribs were broke before I even went to Brazil. <laughs> um, we had another lady. Her eardrum was busted um we had other people like family members were starting to get sick um one mom one was in the hospital on her deathbed but these people still went see what i'm saying see storms can distract us sometimes and if we and we get our eyes of what god's really called us to do and, and look at them storms we, we become that storm become part of that storm and, and we could Get off track. Let me finish. Um, let me go to 23 through 26. Last night an angel of God whom, whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sell with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. See, an angel of the Lord come to Paul and, and assured him that everything was going to be okay. And that's what he's done with me every time before I go, to, go on a mission trip. He always assures everything's going to be okay. And I just go, okay, even though circumstances might come up, but I cannot lose track. I got to keep my eyes on Jesus because he's called me to go somewhere. You know, people say, well, what about this or what about that? I'm like, no, God's called me to go there. I will be there. I mean, that's how faith is. You know, God's told you to go somewhere. You've got to have faith that he's going to take you there. Not some storm's going to run you down. Not some plane's going to go down. Not, you know, you cannot think them things in your head. You cannot think of what the world thinks. You've got to think of what God told you, and, and you've got to stand on the promises of what God has told you, even if it is an angel coming and talking to you. Um. The shipwreck, Acts 27, 31 through 32. Um, 
It says, Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it fall away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, You have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need, you need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them. And then he broke it and began to eat. See, right before that, the men were getting scared. And they were like, oh, we got to get out of here. We got to do something. But Paul's like, no. What did God say? You know, He had to remind them, what did God say? And then he told them, not a single of you will get harmed. You know, they had to believe this man. You know, here Paul is a, is a prisoner. And they got to listen to him, you know, but he's God's anointed. He's God's anointed messenger. And, and see what happens? Paul lands on, on this island. They get shipwrecked on this island. And Paul comes off this boat in front of these people. Let's read it. One safe, go to 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islander showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on its hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from the hand, his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire, suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Amen? Then what happens? There was an... Uh, Go to verse 8. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went to see him. After praying, placed his hands on him, healed him. When this happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. It said the rest of the people on the island were sick that came, got healed. See, God told, God, God, an angel came to Paul, told him, Told him a word from God. Paul listened to it. He stood on it. He, he landed on this island. And then he gets bit by a viper, and then God gets to show his glory. You know, God gets to show his glory by, hey, Paul, you're not going to get hurt. I got this. And then what happens? And then people come up to him. Then Paul gets to heal. You know, it's God working through him. But God, he, Paul gets to be used by God to heal some people. You know, that's what God wants us to do. That's what God sent, sent, sent his son down here to show us. You know, he, he sent his son down here to show us the way. And, and, and that way is to go and heal people. Go, go tell people about, about his goodness. And the only way people are going to get healed is if they hear what God has done in our lives. You know, if, they, if they're not hearing anything that's going on in our lives, they're not going to want our God. They're not even going to want to do anything with our God. If they don't hear victories in our lives or, or, or healings in our lives or, or accomplishments or whatever in our lives, how, how are people going to want to follow us? You know, before I knew this, God, I, I had a 10-speed, you know, 
riding my bike around. Met my wife, and I, I, all I know is God works. You know, God works. He's he'll he'll help your checkbook. You know, like Tom was talking about tithing. You know, I I I believe in tithing. My wife tithes. You know, it helps. Now I own my own house. <laughs> Got two vehicles. I, I I'm blessed with three children. I'm just saying, man. I own my own business. But that's God, man. That's God. You put God first, and and He'll and and you don't quit on on Jesus. Don't ever quit on Him, because He He didn't, He's not giving up on you. He, he's not ever gonna give up on you. So when you think you're down your deepest or darkest or whatever last bottle or what whatever it is, say God, Jesus, I'm not gonna give up. He'll grab you. He'll grab you out of that stuff. I, I just want to thank y'all for sending me down there to Brazil. You know, all your prayers are help. I mean, you can see what's going on. That was only 80 pictures. I got over 2,500 pictures back there. <laughs> and Pastor Eric didn't give me to to 12 p.m., but he gave me to... He didn't give me till midnight. He gave me 12 p.m., but... But I'm just saying, I mean, there's so many other pictures I could have showed you, so many other, but I wanted to show you an aspect of all the ministries happening. You know, that was all the ministries that I showed you what was going on. You know, we even got the church leaders in, and, you know, we, we spoke to the church leaders. And we had, I didn't even show you all the donations that, that we brought, and we were able to donate stuff to the leaders, like give them bags and give them books. Give them teaching material. Jessica, next year I need some backpacks. All right? I want to take some backpacks because let me tell you why. Backpacks down in Brazil cost $100 to $150 a backpack. They're expensive. Very expensive. And a lot of kids can't have backpacks down there they're just too much. So I, I, I pray for some backpacks right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Eric, Pastor Shelley, for having me. Such a blessing to me. Why don't you just be, why don't you just stand today and just stretch your hands towards the altar. You know, you don't have to go to Brazil to do missions, right? We've got families helping families every Monday night that you can come and be part of and, and get involved in. Um, there is there is ministries not only you know in this state but w within this community. Um, there's a soup kitchen that operates on Tuesdays and Saturdays that you can go be part of. But I just want to just release a blessing, uh, uh, Bobby. We just thank you that I said here I am, Lord, send Bobby, Amen, <laughs> for you to be able to go. Let's just pray for him. So Father, we just lift up um, first of all Bobby and the work that's been done down there in Brazil and continues to do. I'm reminded of a scripture where, where Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. That which he's begun, he's going to continue. So, Father, I thank you for the good work that you're doing in Brazil, and then you're using Bobby to do it and many of the others. I pray blessings over them. I thank you for provision, Lord God. I thank you for these people here, all of us that participated to send him down there, that we went to, that it was part of us that we were able to go and be a blessing and to show love for those that are there. God, I thank you that you're giving us more opportunities to be able to do that.
I pray a blessings over their finances. I pray blessings over each and every person here. I pray blessings over ministry-wise that they can say, look, I want to get involved in that and be part of the, the, the families helping families or be part of the healing rooms or be part of everything that you're doing, Lord God, to get involved in the life groups that's there to be able to minister. So, Father, we thank you for opportunities. We thank you, Lord God, for you bringing finances across our paths to be able to sow into these good works and that you continue to bring forth those things in our lives right now. We just pray a goodness of God just to be released in Brazil. And I thank you for this man of God going forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I forgot to say one thing, one, one testimony. There, there was a guy down there last year. He was in a wheelchair, and we prayed for him. He had mus- muscular dis-, dis... Yeah, thank you. And uh, he couldn't walk or nothing. This year we went down there. <laughs> he come walking up to us. Wow. Woo! <laughs> and it, that's awesome. yeah. Come on, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, if you're here today and you want to be introduced to this Jesus, I'm going to ask the ministry teams to come. Or if you've got a prayer need that you've got, I know that there's some that want prayer today. So if you're a part of the ministry teams, come on up and, and, um, and we're going to offer prayer to you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you want to know him, we can introduce him to you right now today. If you want to be able to maybe rededicate your life, maybe you've just said, you know what? I just got to get on with the things of God. Maybe you've had trouble getting over something or getting through something. We want to be able to pray for you this morning. If there's anything else that you need prayer for, we are here to minister to you guys. Amen? We bless you. You go in the, in the name of the Jesus Christ and His might and His power and be released upon your lives today. May the shalom of God be upon your lives today. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Come for prayer if you need it. God bless you. Where?